I think of all the hymns in the hymn book, that one written by George Newmark 500 years ago, goes along exceedingly well with what we have been studying for the last 10 weeks. It is a most powerful hymn. And if you have time later today or this week to look at hymn 750, word for word, powerful statements going right along with Red Sea rules. At the end of any transaction, there are usually two words spoken, and those two words are thank you. As I said in the beginning prayer this morning, I thank God that he touched Robert Morgan's life a number of years ago, that he wrote down Red Sea Rules. I thank him for that, and he would be the first one to thank God for allowing him to do that. Friends, Red Sea Rule number 10, don't forget to praise him. And as you are facing Red Seas, don't forget to thank him. There are two words in the English language, quite frankly, in any language that exists on this earth. There are two words that are used to indicate that a relationship of some sort, be it large or small, has been established between two people because of an action done by the person to whom those two words are spoken. The nature of the two words and the timing of those words being delivered indicate that a blessing has come upon, has come from the hand of another. Some act of kindness, some act of goodwill, some act of thoughtfulness has come from another and has been brought to you. Grace has come from the heart and hand of someone else and the recipient of that grace was you. And you understood, as dense as we can be at times, you understood that grace and kindness and mercy had been extended to you. And the way you conveyed your understanding of the goodness that had come to you was by uttering two words when the action was done. Those two words were taught to you as a little child. Is one of the first social instructions your parents gave you when you could talk. Reinforced by grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles and older brothers and older sisters. You would say to the one who bestowed grace upon you, you would say to them, thank you. And when those two words are spoken, it affects both the speaker, the one who said thank you, and it affects the one who is receiving those words. There is a bond that is formed. You look at this gospel that was shared, Matthew 25. It is the final of the three parables in Matthew 25. It is the last parable they ever spoke. When you look at the Sermon on the Mount, there are directives. Blessed are the merciful, blessed are the compassionate, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are the humble, the poor in spirit. He begins his ministry with a sermon along those lines. And he ends his ministry with a parable along the same lines. Blessed are those who are merciful, 
You saw someone hungry for food. You saw someone hungry for companionship because they were lonely. And you saw someone hungry for God because you had God and His promises and they did not. You fed the hungry, you gave drink to the thirsty. You visited those in any sort of prison or addiction or fear or worry or shame or guilt. You put clothes on the naked. And when any of those activities are done by one of God's children, there ought to be a word coming from the other. And that word is thank you. And you understand from Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your goodness and then give glory to who? Give glory to you? Jesus said, no, 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 no. Let them see your goodness and they'll give glory to God. You understand when a person says thank you to you and when you say thank you to someone else, you're saying it to two people, to the individual who has helped you, and you're saying it to God because that act of kindness was sent by God and put into your path. Two words, very critical in our vocabulary. They are crucial to our health, I'll explain. They're crucial to our happiness, I'll explain. And they are crucial to the way we look at other people, to the way we look at God, and to the way we look at circumstances in our life. I said last week that there are things that can change your DNA. Heaven forbid there's some chemical out there that gets inside of you, changes the chromosomes, and you get cancer. If you look at the nine principles we've already covered with Red Sea Rules, if you take any one of those principles, let alone all nine of them by the grace of God, and they become part of you, your DNA will absolutely change. The way you look at storms, the way you look at blessings, the way you look at people, the way you look at God, everything will change. And the person who says thank you repeatedly in the course of the day, you have changed the way you look at things and you change the way circumstances affect you. There was a young man I know quite well. He was fired from a job some 14 years ago. He came home very, very distraught, very sad. Very sad. Couldn't understand why he was let go. And when his dad asked him, how was the interaction with your boss when your boss let you go? The dad was astonished at what the boy had said to the boss. As upset as the boy was, he said to his boss, shaking his boss's hand, thank you for the opportunity that you gave me. I mean, what is that? You're 24, 25 years old. You've just been, quote unquote, fired from your job. And you say to the person who fired you, thank you for the opportunity to have worked here these past months. The two words, thank you, they change your perspective of life. When you say it, uh, when you say thank you, there's a brief moment. 
And that brief moment may linger far longer than you'd ever imagine. There is a warmth in your heart created by another human being. And when you say thank you to that human being, there is a warmth brought into that individual's heart. So it is with me. If someone says thank you to me, I always hear those two words. I always hear them. And I always react inwardly to those two words. They brighten my day, they lift my spirit, they encourage me. It was not the reason for the activity. The reason for the activity was done out of kindness. You saw someone hungry or thirsty or lonely or without God and you went to them. Your purpose was not to receive the two words, thank you. But when they came, they affected you more than you realize. Here's how it is. When someone does a kind deed for you, as kind a deed as letting you in in traffic, when all of a sudden the sign says we're going down to one lane, and there's a hundred cars that won't let you in, and there's one car that does, and you wave your hand and they see you waving, I hope, and maybe they wave back. In this world, at that moment, there was someone who cared enough about you as a person. They didn't look and say male or female. They didn't look and say black or white or Hispanic or Chinese. They didn't look at you and say young or old. They didn't look at you and say rich or poor. They didn't look at you and say friend or stranger. They just looked at you. And they saw an opportunity to invade your life with a moment of grace moment of kindness, moment of mercy. And when they invaded your life with that, you felt it. You felt it enough to say those two words. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What is thank you? It's a hug in a verbal form. Because of COVID, you can't hug but the word thank you is a hug in a verbal form. It's a handshake in a verbal form. It's a fist bump in a verbal form. And whereas when you hug an individual, shake their hand or give them a fist bump, there's nothing really emotional that goes on. You say those two words. And there is a, an emotional connection between you and that individual. We were on a family vacation decades ago, 30 years ago, heading to Yellowstone, made it as far as Cody, Wyoming, and that's when the car decided to break down. It was four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the one or two garages in Cody, Wyoming were going to close in an hour. And I pulled into one of those garages and I said to the man, we're heading to Yellowstone, the car's broke. And he said to me, I'll get to it tomorrow morning. And I said, well, thank you for doing that. Is there a place we can stay? And he came to the car and he saw my two young boys, John and Josh, in the car. And they smiled at him and said, hi. 
got on the phone back there in the gas station. He called his wife and said, I'll be home late. He said to me, I don't care whether it takes me an hour or two or three or four or five. I'm going to get your car fixed. And we're going to get those two boys back on their vacation. Why, I just got goosebumps thinking about it again. A total stranger, and he reaches out with an act of kindness. And when I said thank you to him, all of a sudden he wasn't a stranger anymore, like a friend or a relative. He liked someone I'd known all my life. Two words, thank you. And if they are meant from the heart, there will be a connection between you and that individual. Three most powerful words, I love you. Two most powerful words, thank you. You know what God is doing in Matthew 25? He is thanking you. Matthew 25 is not only God's command, it's how we're to live our life. It's God's thanking you. What is that? God thanks you for feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, visiting the lonely, bringing God to those who do not know Him or His promises. He is thanking you in Matthew 25. How do we know He's thanking us? Because He says, come, inherit the kingdom. When you did it to one of the least of these people on this earth, you did it unto me, and I'm saying thank you for that. There's a distinction in the word thank you, correct? Someone does your groceries and you say thank you. You get older and you can't lift the heavy packages and someone loads them into your car and you say thank you. The car mechanic, the plumber, the electrician, uh, the doctor, the dentist, the accountant, anyone who helps you, God be praised uh, if you say thank you. And you ought to think carefully if you don't say those two words. There's a distinction. Car mechanic hands you the bill, and what do you say when you receive the bill? <laughs> What's this? No, sorry. What do you say when you receive the bill? You say thank you. Why do you say thank you? You say thank you that I can trust you. You say, thank you for providing a skill in my life that I do not have. Thank you. And whether it's the maid at the motel cleaning your room, or whether it's the server at the restaurant giving you your food that the cook has produced for you, whatever thing is brought into your life, those two words have to come. Those two words, thank you. There is a distinction. There are doctors and then there are doctors. There are car mechanics and then there are car mechanics. What I'm saying is this. For 32 years, Connie and I, John and Josh, had a doctor. His name was Alex DeYoung. Many of you had him as a doctor. Whenever I saw Alex, he wasn't a doctor. He was a friend. He had a special trait whereby it was like you were the only patient he had on planet Earth. I remember when Jonathan was sick, flying back from South Dakota, 
I called him and he said, Paul, he talked to me for a good 20 minutes on the phone. He said, Paul, we're going to get him to Payless Hospital and I'm going to pave the way and you're not going to have to wait. We're going to get him straight on in. Uh, Dr. Alex DeYoung with the strands went through everything we went through. You could call him in the middle of the night, you call him first thing in the morning, he would call every two or three weeks, how are things going, how's this doctor doing, how are the treatments going. He never stopped concerning himself. And so whenever I saw Dr. DeYoung and I said thank you to him, it went very deep. There were a hundred word pictures that flashed in my mind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The beautician that you've gone to for decades, the car mechanic that you've gone to for decades, the accountant that you've used for decades, the doctors, dentists, nurses, sent by God into your life to touch your heart with his grace. Send by God into your life to touch your heart with his grace. He couldn't do it, but he would send angels to do it. Whether it was a mundane task like fixing your car, or whether it was a doctor involved in end-of-life issues, sent by God to you. And you, similarly, are sent by God into other people's lives. You become their angels. And when you say thank you, you're saying thank you to him. Closing word. Red Sea Rule number 10, don't forget to praise him, don't forget to thank him. Who has been with you since the moment you were conceived to the moment you enter heaven, who has been with you? Who never, never, never left your side? Who got up every morning of your life before you got up, scouted out the day, looked at every circumstance you would face, then came back into your sleeping quarters, and when you woke up, he said, already got the day scouted out. We're going to get you up and we're going to walk hand in hand together. Who did that? Who was the doctor you could call on at any time? Who was the one who provided this individual at Cody, Wyoming some 32 years ago in the midst of our vacation? Who was the one who brought Dr. Alex D. Young into our life? Who was the one I could pray to at 2.15 in the morning or at one o'clock in the afternoon. Who was the one? Who was the one that brought that friend into your life? Who was the one that brought your spouse into your life if you are so married? Who brought the children? Who brought the grand? Who brought you to this place? Who brought those teachers here? Who brought Shower and Strand here to be able to be part of your lives? Who did this? Him. Who loved us when we were yet sinners? 
him, Jesus, who died that we might live, him, Jesus. And when he says in John 10, verse 10, I have come that you might have abundant life, the abundant life is to look at all things and say thank you. When you get fired from a job, to say to your boss, thank you for giving me the opportunity these six months. When a storm comes so ferocious you didn't think if it ever came to you, you'd be able to survive it. And you did. How did you survive it? Only one way. Not Dr. DeYoung, not pills you were taking, not books you read. Him saying to the Apostle Paul, the storm's going to stay, Paul, because when the storm is most ferocious, you'll know my presence and what the Apostle Paul say. Thank you for your wisdom, God. If you had removed the storm, I would thank you. But if you're with me in the storm, I'll thank you even more. Write Robert Morgan a note, as I did many, many years ago. Write him a note and say thank you for using your gifts to bring God's promises strongly into my life. Such things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, may the words that are preached this day in churches all over this world, and may the words I have shared echoing the promises of God and the words of Robert Morgan May those words be acceptable in your sight. And may the meditation of each Christian who worships around the world on this day, may they be blessed by your Spirit so that we become doers of the word and not hearers only. And Lord, when we get to heaven, we shall say three words to you, I love you, followed by two words, thank you. In our Savior's name, amen.